killed Matthew McConaughey. He's dead? He's brought back to life, but he was momentarily dead. You owe me. Go across the country. Get 10 more episodes of Between Two Ferns. 10, your dumb internet talk show, and you give me a network talk show. I'm a white man, and I'm straight, and I deserve it. In this this is... God, I get the intro wrong almost every time. I almost said Out of Focus podcast. I know you did. Yeah. This is you, me, and Carol. With, no. no, you... Mm. I don't even know what this podcast is. You said it with such like purpose and like kind of stared off as you said it. Like you just knew you were saying it right. This is you, me, and Carol. (laughs) This is you, me, and a movie. I don't know. Just we've been doing you, me, and Carol so long. It's just that just feels like what I'm about to say. I don't know. Anyway, this is you, me, and a movie podcast. I am Will Malone, and to my across the table, I almost said to my right, but you're not to my right. I mean, I guess eventually I'm there. Um, yeah. Uh, is what's your name? You Anna. Mean, Anna Malone, my wife. It's just Anna. Anna. It's a single name, kind of like <laughs> like Madonna. Seal. Like Seal. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, what's that movie where it's like they killed Seal? Um, oh, uh, pop star, was, never stop, never stopping, or whatever. When no, wolves attack seal, that's what that I'm thinking. That wasn't that movie. Wait, there's another movie where seal gets killed. Yeah, no, I, I'm right. No, I thought that it was uh, <laughs> that movie with Melissa McCarthy where she's a spy, and it's called Spy. And seal gets killed in that too. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna Google this. I don't know. Um, I could be how wrong. many movies does seal? Get killed in. <laughs> I might not get the results I bargained for on this. Uh, let's see. Seal musician. Um, hmm, hmm. Yeah, not getting, not getting that. But no, it's definitely pop star. Yeah, pop star. Seal gets attacked by wolves. Yep, that's what it is. So that's what I was thinking of. I was correct. Okay. Uh, so this week, uh, what's on the docket, Anna? What, what are you really texting over there? No, I was trying to I was trying to prove my point about seal. Um, I saw it on Google. I can I can even show you my show you the proof if you if you want. I was just it. looking at things. Well, I know, but I heard your typing sound, so you had your audio on, which is which very I've rude. Turned off. Okay, very rude, very rude stuff. Oh my gosh, we're really out of control. On what this. do I have planned this week? Um, no, like, what do we have planned for this episode? Oh. <laughs> yeah, how's your week going? Like, what are you up to lately? What have you been <laughs> I was doing? like, we're going to work a few days, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, great. Um, sorry, every time I pause awkwardly, it's because I'm motioning it's to her he's giving me this to, get, devil cl- to get closer to the mic, because she doesn't eat the mic like she's supposed to. So, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to make it not distracting, but then it ends up being an awkward silence, so. Yeah, because Will's just like giving me this like i hate you you better move mm. closer to that mic mm. yeah and i really want you to drink at the mic too like if you're gonna take a sip of your water just really get in there mm-hmm. um mm, this is delicious delicious beer um oh that's terrible see i'm yeah. sure that everyone hated that yeah yeah this podcast me and i wasn't even hearing it over speakers no one comes to this for production value right that's that's what my other podcast is for. Not really. Um, it's for the <clears throat> not production value. They don't call me Will Production Value Malone for nothing. Um, so 
Okay, what's on the docket for today? What are we doing? What are we talking about? Between Two Ferns. Okay, we saw the Between Two Ferns movie on Netflix. But first, as always, uh, we need to talk about what you've been watching. What we've been watching. Not just you, but we. We. Um, is there anything in particular that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I've still been watching Mindhunter, which I still, it's it's fine. But it's not like one of those shows where I feel like it just, I just keep having to watch the next episode like as quickly as i can that's i'm okay i can wait wait i don't understand what you're saying like i'm not like binge watching it i'm like "Mm, i can wait a few days it's not like i'm like i've got to know what happens i hear that about mindhunter that it doesn't feel like essential viewing but people like still watch it it's like "Mm, it's fine and like the serial killer parts are interesting because they're based on real serial serial killers you know like this is a based on uh, true events kind of show. So it's interesting because you know that it's probably pretty close to what that person said or they wouldn't have put it in there. But then like the relationship stuff, like I don't care. I are don't you, care about that. Are you on season one still? Yeah, I'm on the last episode of season How one. How many episodes are there? I want to say 10. Yeah, okay. I think there are 10. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I've been tempted to watch it just because David Fincher's attached to it, but he only directs like the first few episodes and that's the same with House of Cards. And you can tell when his fingerprints are on it and like House of Cards, the second he leaves it, the quality drops. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I, I like David Fincher movies. Um, I like David Fincher. If he was attached to the whole show, I'd probably watch it. But unfortunately... I mean, they still show his name in every one of the credits. Yeah, I mean, he still probably has a producer credit or something, but I don't think he's directing all the episodes, and that's what I'm looking for. So, mm. um, it's still got his vibe, though, kind of like House of Cards, feels very Fincher esque. Um, so that it's, they follow his style guide, but I don't know. He just he has a touch, and he's also he probably can't film a TV show um, full length because he's famous for reshoots and like brutalizing actors with like like fifty something like takes of one scene and just he's like famous for doing that so it'd probably be like near impossible for him to do a long-term show or at least impossible for the actors to undergo that so um as far as uh is that all is that all you've been watching um i did do a i've done a thing i'm not proud of but i'll probably continue watching it because i'm a terrible person do i know this no oh started watching it last night oh no and it's one of those shows that you don't you you think are it's a bad show and you're like I shouldn't be watching this and I am against everything that it stands for yet I'm watching it. I'm so excited. I'm on the edge um, of my seat right now. 13 reasons why. Ah. It's absolutely I th- I think it's terrible. Ah. Now, am I saying I'm not going to continue watching it? No. <laughs> but the only reason I don't think it's a good show is because when I was in high school, it would have been a show that would have been something that I probably would have watched because it's set in high school. Okay. I don't think it should be watched by people that are. Hadn't you watched this already? Uh, there's a new season out as of like last week. Oh, wait. So you're not even starting the show over. You've already seen the first season. First two. 
first two seasons. Really? Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought you'd seen the first maybe few episodes like a while ago. I've seen like the first two seasons. I've seen like all of the episodes. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's one of those shows that I feel guilty to watch, but at the same time, like, I don't. You weren't really forthright about that. I just want to point that out. You you really didn't just like openly state that until I poked at you a little bit. Oh, I thought that was a given. I thought that you knew that there were other episodes. Like I no, I, well, no, I just vaguely remember. Well, anyway, it's one of those shows where I think they put things in there that you shouldn't put in, and I I do skip the parts that I do not think that should have been put in because like they're hard to watch, and I'm not struggling with the things that these kids were struggling with in the show. So I can't imagine actually struggling with these things and having to watch them. Yeah, this I is think, this is an interesting discussion we can actually have right now because this kind of ties into what we were just off the podcast talking about the Joker. But um, after watching Booksmart as well, like I'm not jealous of modern high schoolers. No, like it's and, way worse than it was when I was in high school. Like it's just life is just worse. I think and for high schoolers, it just seems. I mean. I don't want to say that this show glorifies suicide because, I mean, it it does make it seem like it's absolutely miserable. But at the same time, like, all the the thought that they put into it, and I know that it was based originally on a book. I don't know how I feel about the fact they showed a suicide and then they showed somebody getting, like, really, I mean, really abused um in the last season and i did not watch that part because i did not well first of all i didn't see it coming and all of a sudden i'm like um no are we seriously gonna have a scene like this which leads into that kid almost being a shooter in the school um Mm. which leads the couple main characters stopping him um i don't know it's one of those shows that i really don't think should be super accessible for teens and especially any younger than that to watch so do you are you in the camp of you know like we just watched this uh thing about how critics are saying the the new joker movie could be dangerous to people who are attention seeking maybe isolated people who think they could you know grab attention by you know embracing chaos and being crazy like the joker uh, are you saying that like that you're you're making the case basically that like things like that that could clearly spawn troubled people to do things like what what's your what's your th- kind of how do you see that like well, do you think that that's a do you think thirteen reasons why should exist? I'm okay with it existing. I don't think they do a great job of telling kids this isn't something they should do. Are they like I haven't watched the show because um, I feel like at the I'll... beginning of every episode, I think it's every episode. It's at least every season. I can't remember. Um, they have the characters say, you know, if you or someone you know is struggling with any of these things, um, you can you know contact this number or contact yeah. this e- this uh, not email address uh, website, and somebody can help you now. With the Joker and stuff like that, for now at least, it's going to be rated R. Yeah, yeah. Um, shows on Netflix are not rated. So this is not a show that parents may even be aware of. 
And I know so many people who have kids that watch Netflix and they don't know what the kids watch. Yeah, I just didn't um, know if it was targeting high schoolers. Like, is this a show for high schoolers, you think? Or um, is it a show for you who has been in high school before? Like, I think it's for both. So it is definitely okay. not a show that I think my parents would have wanted me to watch in high school. But if I had had access to Netflix and they weren't monitoring it, it would have been a show I could have easily stumbled upon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, it's oh, this is about a high school. Oh, let me watch it. Okay, well, the main character is basically dead. One of the main characters is basically dead the entire show, and they show her committing suicide. Things like that that they they took liberties that they shouldn't have done. Well, and I think I think it's almost a different case uh, than the Joker and Thirteen Reasons Why. And that Thirteen Reasons Why, if it is targeted to high schoolers, high schoolers are a much more impressionable group. Yes, they're much more, and especially like um, very, very um, introspective yeah. about themselves yeah. too. I, I remember us uh, insecurity I had because of teen drama I watched in high school, which uh, and you can't laugh. But uh, Smallville, like I watched this and, you know, these 14 year olds look like 30 year olds. And, and I, you start thinking, oh, my gosh, why don't I look like that person? First, kind of, all, of because uh, you're not 30. Well, and I struggled particularly with people thinking I was way younger than I was. I was already shorter than my younger sister. And I just I struggle with that. And I'm like, man, why don't I look like Tom Welling at age 15? And he because looks, nobody does. Right. Nobody does. But you don't see that. You just see what you're not. And I, and I wonder say, that with Riverdale, too. Like Riverdale is like the smallville of now i think and there's a lot in that there's show a little bit younger than but the- there is a normalization of high school stuff that i feel like if i were in high school would also it makes you think that like every day in high school should be this dramatic thing when reality is yeah. that is not true and you should be happy that every day is not that dramatic and, and high schoolers in riverdale do far more adult things than in smallville too like that's the other thing is like just the the amounts of like hypersexuality that are in Riverdale too, I think would, I, I mean, I heard the other day just in passing this girl who I don't know, had to be 13 and somebody asked her like what she'd been doing this summer. And she said that she had been watching Riverdale all summer. And I'm like, well, no, no. Cause like I watched Riverdale, like to be, I'm going to be real here. I watched all of Riverdale. I enjoy Riverdale, but that's because I'm an adult who uh, is entertained by the teen drama, but it doesn't like have any bearing on my life whatsoever. Cause it's, it's just dumb television, but like a 13 year old watching it. Like, I don't know that would, that is a problem to me. And maybe I'm thinking about this now that I'm far removed from that stuff. But I think with 13 reasons why mixed with our, the the raising suicide rate and just the current i mean teen depression rates are off the charts i think that i i think it does more harm than good personally but again i'm not one of these people that thinks that should be legislated or we need to like be every like be everyone's dad as far as well this is the last season of 13 reasons why they canceled it after this Really? Season. Yeah. Why is that? Was it from ratings or was it from? I'm, I'm sure it's not from ratings because people watch that like crazy. It's probably because they got so much pushback. Also, the book, I'm pretty sure, was only the first season. And maybe they decided like we can't just keep drawing this out. Also, like how, how many years can you keep a kid in high school? You know, like we're, we're still right. in high school. and I can't I don't even know what grade they're in. I, I think that the main characters are at this point seniors. Um, But I'm not sure they could be juniors, too. But um. I don't know. I think it was all the first season. I actually is the the season I have the most problems with um, so far. The second season had a scene in it that I'm very against, but 
um, as far as kind of the the characters in general, the first season, because you're having to listen to all these tapes, um, this girl left. And I know that it's like, in a way, she's not necessarily blaming everybody, but at the same time, she kind of is. You know, like, you're the thir- one of the reasons why I killed myself. I guess, <clears throat> I guess, if anything, the Netflix thing kind of does show the need, the importance of ratings. Like, the importance... Because on Netflix, it's like, yeah, there's some more adult content, but it's not really... It's not really, like, split up that way. Well, I think... Like, there's nothing keeping... You know, if if I had Netflix streaming when I was 13, there's nothing keeping me from watching any of that stuff on there. And, I mean, there are things in um, Stranger Things. Those yeah. kids start pretty young in that show. Yeah. And if I was a kid that was, like, 10, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this show's got kids that are my age in it. And the first season, like, I wouldn't want my kids watching that show. Yeah, I think uh, obviously like for for that for this situation in particular, I think a lot is up to parents. I think it's it's kind of up to the parents to monitor that stuff, especially when it's dealing with something that is getting far out of hand, which is like teen suicide. I just feel like right now, especially the school shooting stuff too, that's also a little a little too soon. Well, I mean, yeah, they showed that at the end of the last season and that was like extremely controversial during the time because I'm pretty sure it came out like right around a school shooting, like yeah. the second season. And it was just, I well, think- it's hard to not release something around a school shooting. Cause you feel like they I happen know. all the time now. But, um, but I think, I think too, part of the problem with this, the way the media is, the media even depicts school shootings is that now a lot of news outlets are trying to do this thing where they don't even sh- spread the name of the shooter in order to not draw attention to him and glorify him so that, you know, copycats don't appear. And I think when you make a TV show like that, you're kind of drumming that up in a way uh, that's almost more appealing than a real school shooting. Well, I mean, I, I, I will say they don't make it seem like it's something that you should do. Like they end up um, getting the kid to stop because uh, he was, he was going to shoot up like the, the prom or something. And, the the main character comes outside and he sees him about to carry this gun in and all this stuff and he stops them and he calms him down um and they basically take him away and like somebody had already called the police so police are coming and they have to totally make the police believe that it this was this is something that shouldn't have happened but would happen if you're high schoolers um they get the kid out of there so when the police show up the police assume it was a like a fake call. Yeah. So then there's this kid out there that's very unstable. I mean, he was extremely abused and that's why he went and wanted to do this in the first place. And now he's like very unstable and all these kids are having to keep this secret for him and for themselves for getting him out of that. And he's like clearly needs help. So, and, and, and the thing is, is like with school shooting stuff, that's a whole different conversation. I remember in the first season of American Horror Story, there's a school shooting scene. You remember that? Yeah. And it's because it's regular people having to face some, like a, somebody walking through shooting people for really no good reason. Like depicting that, there's something that is just very chilling about it. And maybe to kids nowadays like they're desensitized to it. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like, maybe this is talked about so much in high school now that it's this thing that everybody just lives with as a daily reality. But to me, like, you know, nearing 30, it's like, that still is like a chilling thing because when I was a kid, we didn't really imagine that happening ever. 
like yeah. in any situation. You didn't imagine like going to a restaurant or sitting in church or going somewhere and like somebody walking in and shooting it up. It would happen sometimes, but it was still like super rare. And now, you know, schools have school shooting drills and that kind of stuff, which the school shooting drills is like kind of dumb to me because it's like, then you're just like teaching whichever child could possibly do this. Yeah, they're where in you're there. Gonna go. Yeah, the person who's shooting up the school is in the school. Like, I mean, not a hundred percent of the time, but like, on, yeah, it, it, a lot of the time. Right. It's like, yeah, exactly. It, you know, um, so it's, but it's it's kind of normalized in that way, and I just don't know if shows like this do harm uh, in that way. But again, like, I don't, I don't think it should be regulated. I think the reason. I'm less worried about Joker is because number one, you're right. It's rated R. So you have to be 17 to go see it. Granted, you know, people sneak in and do that kind of stuff. Um, that said, I think the problem with the Joker is that, um, you know, in a lot of superhero movies, even if you have an insane character like Heath Ledger or somebody like that, I think that you often give the viewer both sides and and they kind of side with you know t- they tend to side with the side of good in movies like Batman versus Joker, or the dark side versus the light side in Star Wars. And with the Joker, it's y- you unfortunately depict the Joker as a hero unintentionally, by extension of him being the only character that the movie's focused on. Also, because um, in other movies with the Joker, you don't really know his backstory at all. So when right. he's doing terrible things, you don't feel bad when something happens to him. But when you watch this character who, in the trailers, is basically stepped on all of his life. Right, you victimize you don't, him. Yeah, you yeah. immediately see him as the victim and you okay some of the things that he's doing because there's no reason not to other than the fact that you know what he's doing is wrong, but you know why he's doing it. Yeah, and especially in a time with the school shooter stuff, with the people who, you know, drive across Texas to go to a Walmart to shoot random people. It's like there are these isolated people that want attention and they feel victimized and they, you know, want to be the hero of their own story somehow. And I feel like I feel like the Joker movie is kind of that. Again, I haven't seen it. We're going to see it and we'll probably talk about it more in this way on the podcast, but uh, that's, that's something about the movie that I'm not super psyched for. And I said this on the last podcast that I feel like it's kind of, let's, let's take a Batman movie and strip the, the part where good, you know, rises above evil and let's just show them like the evil part. And it's hard. I mean, cause like even in Breaking Bad, you're rooting for Walter White to some degree. Um, I mean, name any, name any other show like that with like the anti-hero. You're still like, like, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You're kind of still rooting for them, even though they're bad people, you know, like you tend to root for who you get to see their whole storyline because you see their beginning, middle and end, you see the victimization. And so then you kind of like want to connect with them just naturally. That's how movies work. And so I don't know. That's. I can understand the critical backlash. Again, I don't think like this movie should be banned anywhere. I don't think we should be doing anything like that. But like, again, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if some people who don't have a good foundation and uh, are semi-isolated would get the wrong idea. Like, I understand that, you know. And a lot of it has to do with the time and place we're in. I mean, this stuff is just very on the tip of our tongue right now. Um, I mean, suicide rates are insane. I mean, right now, I mean, it is just rising like crazy. So I don't know. Um, well, on a completely different note, let's lighten this up a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, so we watched, yeah, like totally lighting this up because I, I mean, I think that's a good discussion to have. And again, we're going to probably have an extension of this discussion in our Joker review, which I believe is our next episode. Yeah. Cause it comes out the 4th of October. Okay. So yeah, our next episode will be the Joker. Anyway, on to lighter fare. We watched the between two ferns movie on Netflix and it was light and enjoyable and short, which, you know, in contrast to the last movie we featured on this podcast at chapter two. So Anna, tell me about your history with the, the web show between two ferns and kind of like what you like about it. Let's start with that. Um, so, I mean, I haven't, I mean, I've seen quite a few, but I don't watch it like regularly. I don't think it comes out like regularly. I don't either, but I don't like hunt for it. You know what I mean? I'm not like updating like, oh, is there one out? Um, but I've seen a few of them and I think they're funny because it is, it makes, it makes you feel uncomfortable like that, like the actor's supposed to feel uncomfortable. I mean, I know it's staged, you know, and I know it's not like they really are like this hurt by what Zach Galifianakis is saying to them, but it is enjoyable and the things that he says are just like the most ridiculous like and and the way he says them you almost think like does he know that that sounds terrible you know like does he know that like that's an extremely terrible thing to say to that person yeah and so this movie basically shows the mythology of that um it, it basically builds like it builds a universe where Will Ferrell is like a, you know, typical like studio executive tycoon who likes does a lot of cocaine and wears a bolo tie and is like just this king of the funnier die empire. And then Zach Galifianakis is just this like random schmuck who has a public access only show. Does yeah. between two ferns? Yeah, like, that's the only thing Zach Galifianakis does. Which I thought that was show. I thought that was kind of clever. Like yeah. that's. Yeah, even they all use their real names. Yeah, yeah, all use their real names. Um, well, maybe not some of the other characters, but still. Yeah. So basically, the idea is that Will Ferrell found Zach Galifianakis doing like he saw him on the internet or something, and he thought he was just so fat and stupid, and like everybody was laughing at him, not with him. And like, he was like going on and that's why I had to have him on a show. So he like, he's like, then I forced all my celebrity friends to go talk to him. And that's like basically how they explain like why the show exists. And so I thought that was pretty clever how they made it like kind of fictional in that way. Oh yeah. And so you see like, they show clips of like Keanu Reeves, like walking in like, hi, I'm Keanu Reeves. But the public access station that Zach Galifianakis is filming from is in some made up town in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Lynch. yeah, so he like makes these celebrities go to like a random station in in North Carolina. And the first one is like Matthew McConaughey and it just goes horribly wrong. And Matthew McConaughey he, almost dies. He almost dies. He dies. He's, he dies and he gets brought back to life. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they say. Yeah. Will Ferrell gets really mad and says, you have to have bring me 10 episodes or 14, 14 he, episodes. No, he said 10. Two. He said 10 episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. is. I don't ten. know where I got 14 from. <laughs> um, 10 episodes in two weeks. And bring them to LA. And then if you do it, you'll get your own like network talk show or whatever, which is all Zach Galifianakis wants. He wants to be like wanted. Johnny Carson be, or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. just wants to be a talk show host. Yeah. And so basically it fumbles its way into becoming a road trip movie. And so they go find different celebrities on the road. And who do they talk to? They talk to like, uh, um, what's his face from Parks and Rec? Adam Scott. They talk to. Yep. Um, they talk to John Legend. John Ham. John Ham. Yeah. Chrissy 
Teigen. She's not on it though, is no. she? No, she's not on it. Um, but they do run into Chrissy Teigen in a hilarious scene uh, where you know she's like really attracted to Zach Galifianakis. It's very disturbing. Um, who else do they talk to? They talk to uh, Peter Dinklage, yes. <laughs> Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, J- uh, Letterman. Uh, Jim Letterman. No. John Letterman. No. David Letterman. There you there. go. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. Jim Letterman. This is Jim. And uh, they make a lot of jokes about his beard. And so, like, he just takes on this very unlikable persona. And, anyways, it's a very simple movie. Like, that's what I like about it is that it's only an hour and like 20 minutes. Yep. Very easy to watch. Um, it's like shorter than if you watch two normal episodes of something on Netflix. Yeah. And I would argue that the best part of this show to me is is like not only do you get to watch a few like the whole movie is like basically a bunch of between two ferns episodes which didn't get tiring to me like i was afraid it would kill the whole thing for me but they kind of limited it yeah they really with did with that 10 yeah they limited it and so you weren't like how many are we going to do you knew right and so then the best part of the movie to me was after the credits when they show the bloopers of between two ferns it was absolutely the best because the whole thing about Between Two Ferns is that the celebrities aren't allowed to laugh at what Zach Alphonse says. And they have says. to, I mean, it's like they're told to like act offended. Like, yeah, yeah. Make it very obvious that you are not liking what he is saying. And so you get to like watch them like crack up. And like even Peter Dinklage is like, I don't know how anybody does this. Yeah. Like, like because and even Zach Galifianakis is like reading it and even laughing because sometimes I feel like Zach Galifianakis like you watch like Hangover and any, and like Due Date and any movies in and he seems kind of heartless and like kind of like, self serious. How does he get through this? Yeah, yeah. But then you realize like, oh, Zach Galifianakis is kind of just a normal guy too who like reads something. He's like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, and and so watching the celebrities actually break, I think, was pretty refreshing because like you watch the show and you're cracking up, but, and you kind of want to see them break a little bit. Um, like, I don't know. The Brie Larson one was one of my favorites too. And he's like, uh, he's like, so your parents divorced when you're seven. Was it your fault? (laughs) And she just dies dies because you couldn't contain yourself. If Zach Galifianakis self seriously, like acted that way. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Michael Scott in the office, like his Mm -hmm. character, because he's very serious about what he wants to do but he's like unintentionally embarrassingly funny. Yeah. And this movie does everything like a typical road trip comedy does, you know, like a typical road trip comedy, uh, has all these beats where they go across the country and right before they're about to finish, it just like there's conflict and it comes to a head and then like they give up and then they decide like we shouldn't give up and like it does all that stuff, but very condensed. I, I'm just, the best part about this movie is how short it was. Yep. And, you know, I just am really for that after last week on our last episode because it chapter two scarred me forever. I don't know if I can watch a movie for two hours, and 45 minutes ever again. No. Until you watch Avengers Endgame again. <laughs> but as I said on last week's podcast, Avengers Endgame is watchable for that long. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just, it's a very light movie. If you like Between Two Ferns, it's very funny. Just, I don't know, Will Ferrell. Don't expect to just like be, I mean, I, I, this movie's fine, but I'm not going to be rewatching this. No, it's like one of those movies that is the reason Netflix exists. It's like, it's not good enough to go in the theater. 
and it's like you would never want to rent it or pay money for it. But because it's there served to you with your Netflix subscription, it's like it's enjoyable for that reason because it's on the internet, right? Like it works there because Between Two Ferns is an internet show. So um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, I liked it all right. It's, it's good. It's, it's just one of those things that compared to 13 Reasons Why is much lighter and much more enjoyable. Most things are. Um, and on that note, we can probably oh so we're done wow yeah, yeah. i mean let's keep this as short as short like as the, the movie. movie yeah um we don't want to kill people with it we don't want to draw it out kind of like it chapter two <laughs> yeah that wanted to bash your head just right okay. into that movie i can't okay like i can't mention like we can't finish a new trailer okay sorry i'm so excited new trailer came out for el camino today the breaking bad movie it just looks so good. When does that come out again? October 11th. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. It looks so good. They actually showed footage from it today. And it's like, oh, I can't wait to like live in Breaking Bad again. Okay. I'm so well, ready. Everybody go search for that. El Camino trailer. There's like three, but this one was like two minutes long as opposed to the other ones, which were like much shorter. So anyway, very excited. I may have to do a bonus episode of the podcast on that one. Oh gosh. Can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. All right, so next episode we'll be talking about the Joker at more length, at, at greater length, because we will actually have seen it, so we'll actually have like real opinions to base these things we've said off of. So, all right, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Will Malone, and uh, go listen to my other podcast, Out of Focus, with Will Malone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? You got anything you want to tell people? No, uh, you probably won't find me places. I'm a lurker. I'm not a poster. Um, when was the last so, time you posted on Instagram? It's been a long time. I can tell you. And it may have not even been me. It may have been you. It may not have been this year even. You know, uh, that is very likely. Um, yep. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It wasn't this year. It was December 16th of last year. I reposted a Biltmore giveaway. Oh, um, you're one of those people. Only once I've ever done that, but it's because it was Biltmore. But yeah, it was last year. It was last December. <laughs> what was the photo before that? It was you and me at the Blue Man Group. Oh, Wow. In November. Okay, so almost a year ago. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, don't follow Anna on anything because she'll let you down. She yeah. won't post anything. She doesn't even share these episodes on her social media. I don't even. I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> if I'm being truly honest here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anna really, you know, really cares about this show. Everybody. I'm just here for the very second that it's filmed. I mean, not filmed. filmed. Oh no, See, we're filming it too. <laughs> Uh, well, it's recorded, and uh, then I'm out. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we will see you. Is that next week? What day is it? It's the 24th. A week from today? No. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Beginning of October. We'll see you then. Bye. Say bye. Bye.